Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Football South Coast Weekly. We will begin with a preview of the second round of the Illawarra Mercury Premier League before moving on to a preview of the second round of the People Care District League. And joining me is Football South Coast reporter Nick Wilson. How are you, Nick? Good, thank you, Tim. How are you? Yeah, not too bad at all, mate. Not too bad at all. Excited for this uh, second round of games. So, looking at this this first game, Winona against Cringilla. Obviously, Winona went down 2-1 to Bulleye, which I thought was perhaps a closer scoreline than, than some were expecting. Obviously, a lot of people have, have spoken about Bulleye and how they're going to be a side back to uh, where they have been in previous times. Um, at the top of the top of the table, and I think Winuna have been quite uh, got quite a respectable defeat here, um, only going down two one. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I watched um, both these sides in um, pre-season trial matches. Um, I'm I'm not surprised that it was so close. Winuna seemed to be able to hold on really well, um, so I don't think they're going to leak easy goals. But yeah, Bull are a top side. Yeah, I think I think we can expect seeing them at the top. Yeah, I mean, in, in terms of this game specifically for Winuna, they are at home. And uh, their first three home games saw a 4-0 defeat, a 3-0 defeat, and then a 5-0 defeat. And uh, we know this Cringilla side, they do like to, to score freely at the moment. Um, obviously, in the, in the last match, a 3 all draw. Simonoski on the score sheet and, and an absolute bomb of a goal from, from uh, Toby Naval. So uh, do you think we could perhaps see a high-scoring game in this one? Oh, it's definitely potential, especially the way that Crinny are playing at the moment, scoring hits and goals. To be honest, I probably see it a lot tighter game. Like I said before, I think Winuna don't concede easily. Um, I'd probably, probably tip Cringilla to win, but it'll be very close. Probably another 2-1, 1-0 kind of scenario. Yeah, so I, I tend to agree with you on that one. I think that Cringilla, at the moment, the way they're playing, the free-scoring player, I think that they should be able to pick up a win. But I uh, also would expect another very admirable performance from Winuna in this one. Moving on to the next game, Wollongong Olympic against South Coast United. It was a great performance from, from Wollongong Olympic, uh, leading, especially in the first half, leading 3-0 against Wollongong United. They really did limit the, the opportunities that United were able to create. And um, going forwards, they looked fantastic. Yu Hasegawa scored a really impressive goal, fantastic touch, and he just really composed himself and passed it into the corner. Obviously, Justin Passfield made his debut for the side. What have you made of Wongong Olympic so far? Yeah, Olympic looked like a really strong team. I haven't um, watched them yet in pre-season, but going off, going off last year, if they're anything like that, they're forced to be reckoned with. Um, Hugh Yasagawa, he said he scored. His CV is absolutely impressive. So, you know, they've got to be strong favourites for this weekend. Although in South Coast, they look, like a, they look like they could be continuing on from their form from last year. Although it was quite uncharacteristic for them to concede for. You know, the last couple of the end of last season, you know, lots of close results. Three, scoring three goals in half an hour are good signs for them. So this result could really go either way. You'd, you'd think Olympic are the favourites, but you could really, really think that South Coast could cause an upset here. So I'm going to tip Olympic. But definitely an upset on the cards. Yeah, look, and similarly, uh, looking at South Coast United's game from a different perspective, I mean, you know, going to three all up with Coniston after 20 minutes, you know, that's, a, that's quite, a, quite an achievement as well. And, and to only go down 4-3 against a side that, you know, as has been mentioned, have tipped to be one of the top sides in this division, I think that's a really impressive result for them. And I think it's certainly something that they can build on uh, heading on from here. As for a prediction... Um, I think I, I will say Wollongong Olympic in this one, 
uh, because I was just so impressed with them them last week. But yeah, no, South Coast again, they, they could pull something off, but uh, I think I think Olympic should have enough to get it done in this one. Yeah, I also think the Olympic are the favourites, but you never know with South Coast. And I have been impressed with their attack, like you mentioned. So it could go either way here. There could be an upset on the cards, but yeah, I'm tipping Olympic. All right, now moving on to Tarawana against Wollongong United. Now, this is being recorded on the Wednesday, which means Tarawana have not played their catch-up game against Coromel, which was washed out at halftime due to the rain. Um, so, I mean, we, we still don't have a, a result for that game. But, um, I mean, it was one all at halftime, which against Coromel, the, uh, the defending champions, it's a pretty good result, Nick. Yeah, I, I was at that game. I was... Um, very impressed with Tarawana. Obviously, you can't take too much from the game considering how poor the conditions were. But um, Tarawana had probably the better chances than Coromel. I'm very impressed with um, Tomasello, Zakmanevsky and um, Ichenda, who, who did score. So I think they definitely have the quality to win. But um, yeah, United are strong as well. Yeah, look, I think... Moving on to talking about Wollongong United, obviously they did go down 3-1 to Wollongong Olympic last round. I thought their second half performance was a lot better. I think they held the ball in better areas and I think they just took their time a little bit more in attacking. And obviously it was a fantastic goal from, from Danny Lazarevsky. You know, he, the corner's come in and it's popped out to him on the edge of the box and he's volleyed it into the, uh, into the top corner. A really strong strike. But I think, you know, Wollongong United in this game, you'd expect them to respond. Obviously the disappointment of that defeat. So do you think that perhaps we could see Wollongong United getting up in this one? Yeah, I think Wollongong United are the favourites. Obviously, um, I couldn't, you couldn't really tell from those open in 45 minutes how strong that Tarawana's defence is. So it's a bit hard to predict that one. I'd probably say United. I think it's going to be a high scorer considering how Tarawana's attack was. So 3-2 kind of possibility United. Okay, okay. Now, looking at the next game, Coniston against Bulleye. So... As you mentioned, Coniston did get up 4-3 against South Coast United. Um, and But, I mean, both Coniston and Bulleye are tipped to do great things this year. Uh, what, what do you make of these two sides playing in a game here? Do you think it'll be an interesting one, considering that both has been, so much has been made of both sides? Yeah, I think this could possibly be the match of the round. Um, Bulleye, I, I really enjoy the way that they play. Um Coniston is a really good team on the up as well. So it's going to be very close. It could even be a draw here. Okay. Is that going to be your final prediction? Yeah, I'll tip a draw. One all. Okay. There you go. I think I, I like your idea with the draw, but I do want to be different from you. I was, I was having this issue with Nathan, Nathan last week. I just kept copying his picks. So I think that, um, <laughs> I think I'll say, I'll say boy. Bulleye like to pick up the win in this one. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, both sides are looking good. So, um, yeah, that, that probably, as you said, is going to be the, the match of the round in this one. So, looking at Albion Park White Eagles against Bilambi. Uh, so, Albion Park obviously opened up the season with a 3 all draw, a really entertaining game, really fast-paced game. Um, and they, they, they looked lively at times, and especially on the break on the counter-attack, I, I was at the game, and you could see when they go forwards with speed and pace, there's not many sides that, that are going to be able to match them there uh, in that area. And I think that's a real asset for them, especially especially in this shortened season, to have that kind of pace going forwards and the ability to score at any point 
in a game and they're facing up to a Balambi side coming off a 5-1 win against Port Kemba. Their attack seems to be flowing really well. A couple of really good results as well. Did actually beat um, Albion Park earlier on in the Burt Bampton Cup. What do you, what do you think is going to happen in this one, Nick? Oh, I can definitely see a high score in this one. Um, both teams I couldn't form, but I'm going to go with Balambi. I think they've just done a great run at the moment. Five goals against Port Kembla. That, that's that's phenomenal, a phenomenal performance, especially in their first game back in the Premier League. So, going to be going to be a tight game, but I think Balambi. So yeah, I think I think it'll be interesting to see how this Albion Park side that do look so lively and so quick going forwards, how they face up against the Balambi side that have looked really defensively solid in, in the games post uh, post lockdown. So very interesting. I think that um, I think this one could be a draw. I really do. I think both sides looked good in, in their opening games, in, in especially in patches. And uh, I think that uh, yeah, a draw is what I was what I'll pick for that one. Moving on to Coromel against Port Campbell. The only game on Sunday, of course, Coromel were the other side who weren't involved in the fixture at Tara... Sorry, who were involved in the fixture at Tarawana Oval that did needed to to be replayed. Um, I mean, what was your perspective on, on Coromel in, in the half that you did see them? Admittedly, conditions didn't really help that out. Uh, yeah, I couldn't take... You couldn't take too much from that game against Tarawana. The pitch really didn't suit the fast-passing style of play that we're used to watching Coromel used to watching from Coromel. Um, Port Kembla, they seem to be in poor form at the moment. You know, going down 5-1 to Port Kembla, going down 3-1 to South Coast the week before in the trials. So I think Coromel are favourites here. Interestingly, against Tarawana, they were without um, Van Alea, their top scorer, and Alvin Checkley. So we'll see if they come back. I'm going to tip a win for Coromel. Okay, I think that I will agree with you on this one. I think Coromel, especially being at home, um, it, it'll be interesting to see though the result of that that Tarawana game on on Thursday night to sort of see how they're looking. But I think that Coromel should really be able to sort of take advantage of a Port Kembla side that at the moment isn't quite sure of itself. They are coming off a heavy defeat, um, but again, you know, this could be an opportunity for Port Kembla to show a bit of a reaction, show that they can be a bit of a force in this shortened competition. But uh, yeah, I, I will say Coromel ranges for that one. We will begin with Berkeley against Picton as the as the first game. Obviously, Berkeley with a uh, really positive result, uh, getting that draw against the rule aside that potentially was going to be in that top five. Picking up a point there is could be really useful for them in in the uh, in the context of the whole season. Picton important win two 0 against Unandera, a side who who have been tipped to do good things in the district league this year. I think that's a, a really impressive result for them. What what do you make of this game here, Nick? Yeah, it's a very interesting match. Both teams had good results. We know how poor Berkeley were last year, so it's a really, really good for their um, conference, picking up that draw against the real round one. Yeah, Picton, like you said, against Unendera, one of the one of the top five. You know, you think they're going to make the top five. Um, in terms of the match, I think it's going to be really close. Picton were inconsistent last year. Berkeley, you know, were poor, but with this extra confidence, I could see an upset here. I could really see an upset for Berkeley. Picking up a win uh, on the back of this momentum. But also, Picton, you never know. They can be really, really good on their day. So it's going to be a close game, but I'm going to go for the upset, Berkeley. Yeah, look, uh, that's certainly very interesting. I'm not going to be quite as bold as you uh, in your prediction. I think that um, I could see a draw in this one. Obviously, you mentioned Picton's inconsistencies. 
last season. And I think Berkeley coming off that positive result, coming off that positive momentum, I think there's something that they can really do here. Um, but uh, watch it be a, a Picton 3-0 win. But anyways, moving on to the next game, Balgauni against Thrall. I mean, Balgauni, a really good result for them, a one-all draw against Oak Flats, a side that, that has been tipped by a lot to, to win the District League this year. Um, I, th- I think that, you know, a one-all draw in a game like that against an Oak Flats side that can score goals, I think that's really impressive for Balgauni, and I think it shows a lot of positivity heading into this game. As for Thrall, obviously, nil all against Berkeley. Not ideal. Um, and, and yeah, obviously still haven't scored a goal yet. But, uh, yeah, what, what do you think about this one, Nick? Yeah, Balgarni draw against Oak Flats. I've played probably the most surprising result of the round. Even more so than Berkeley draw with the rule. Um, that's, that's really big for them. Oak Flats are a great side. So, um, the rule, they'll be pretty disappointed to drop points. I watched them in, their, in, their, in the finals last year and I was really impressed with how they played. In terms of match... I think Thoreau are going to bounce back. I think, I think they'll be determined to win. Um, be close, 2-1, 3-1 kind of scoreline, but I'm going to go through. Okay, I'm going to differ with you here and say Balgauni to pick up the win. I think being at home against the Thoreau side that, that seemed to be struggling early on here, um, coming off that really positive result against Oak Flats, I just think that Balgauni here could really pick up a win. Again, I, like you, I think it will be close. Uh, maybe only 2-1 or 1-0 or something like that. But, um, yeah, I think I'll be backing Balgauni in this one. Moving on to another game in the District League, Kayama against Shell Cove. Now, I think this was maybe the biggest upset. Obviously, Balgauni's result may uh, may also be one of those. But Kayama picking up a 3-0 win against Fern Hill away from home. I mean, what a fantastic result that is, really, Nick. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't have said that the Oak Flats. And Balgauni result was the biggest surprise. I forgot about this match. 3-0 against Fern Hill recently relegated. I think that's a huge result. Having watched Kayama quite a few times last season, I did not see this coming. Um, yeah, that's massive for them. Uh, Shell Cove lost to Uni last night. Obviously, you can't really make much out of a game that was played on two completely different surfaces. One at like a very, very wet Barrack Heights and uh, one on the immaculate Ian McLennan synthetic. Um, I think 3-0, that's got to be very good for your confidence. So I'm going to go with Kayama again. Although, you know, Shellcove are a good side as well. So it's going to be close, but three goals against Fernhill. I think you've got to back Kayama again. Yeah, look, I remember on last week's podcast, we spoke about Kayama and sometimes they can pull something out of the hat and, and pick up a, a huge result against a side that you weren't expecting them to. I think especially the clean sheet for a side that, that defensively last year wasn't great, considered a lot of goals. I think that's huge for them. Um, in, in terms of this game here, Shell Cove, that they have that similar formula in that sometimes they can have games where, where they do perform. And I think this is one of those where I could see a draw coming because I think both sides here... Um, have the potential to score goals. But, um, yeah, I think maybe a high-scoring draw, maybe a two-all or something. But, yeah, I, I think a draw for this one. Okay, moving on to, I guess, one of the matches of the round in, in University against Oak Flats. Now, University did get the, the first three points of the season with the 3-2 win against Shell Cove. It will be interesting to, to see how this University side play against an Oak Flats side who are coming off the back of a disappointing result. Um, both sides very, very much up the table last year in, in terms of points. What do you think we're going to see here, Nick? Yeah, I think it's going to be a great game. I think it's going to be really close. One of the two, best, two of the best sides in um, the district league. 
they both play really positive football. Um, I talked to a couple of the uni guys before the start of their second half last night, and apparently they dominated the first half in terms of possession and chances created. And that, so it sounds like they're in a bit of good form. Obviously, they did pick up the win in the second half. Uh, Oak Flats to be really disappointed that they that they drop points to Balgani, considering that they probably are the favourites to win the win the competition. Um, having reported on them a good four or five times last year, I was really impressed with how they played, how quickly they moved the ball up up the pitch. Um, Oak Flats did win both times against University last year, and um, despite University's win, I'm going to back Oak Flats to bounce back from their draw with Balgani. Yeah, it certainly is an interesting game, isn't it? Because both teams contrasting in form. But you'd say if this was in round one, you know, without any sort of form before, you'd say Oak Flats would would be the favourites in this one. And I think um, Oak Flats, this is the type of game where they do need to pick up three points, especially responding to that Balgowney result. So I think that Oak Flats in this game certainly should be the ones should be the ones getting up. And and I, I think I'll back them for a win. Moving on to Another game that could be considered one of the matches of the round, Helensburg against Fern Hill. Uh, Helensburg, a two-all draw with Warilla in round one. They did actually beat Fern Hill 3-1 in the Burt Bampton Cup uh, post-restart. Fern Hill, as we've mentioned, a 3-0 loss to Kayama. Not in the best of form here. I mean, do you think that Helensburg could perhaps capitalise on a Fern Hill side that is still yet to, to score a goal in the District League? Yeah, I think um, Helensburg are the firm favourites here. Coming off a two-all draw against Rilla, not the best result, but not not terrible by any means. Um, you'd imagine that Fernhill would be fairly low in com- confidence. That's quite a demoralising result, round one especially. Um, yeah, Helensburg, one of the favourites in the competitions. Um, yeah, Helensburg win. There you go. I think that um, I'm going to go for a draw in this one. I think there's a lot of quality in this Fern Hill side. And obviously, it wasn't the best start for them going 3-0 down to Kayama. But, uh, but I believe that in a game like this, um, they, they really can put in a, a good performance here against Helensburg, who did concede two goals against Rilla on the opening day. Um, I, I think a draw is, is probably the most likely here. Moving on to the only game on Sunday in the District League, Unendera against Warilla. So Unendera with that 2-0 defeat to Picton. Uh, they were unbeaten against the Wanderers last season in the District League, including a 3-0 win. Uh, Warilla, I guess, an impressive result 2-all against Helensburg. And, and I guess a lot of momentum coming from that game. And uh, sort of contrasts what Unendera would be feeling right now after going 2-0 down to Picton. What, what do you think we're going to see in, in a game here? Yeah, this is one of those games, Tim, that are really hard to predict. They're both really hot and cold teams. They can both be really good on their day and really poor on their day. So it's going to be a really hard game to predict. I think that 2 all draw for real is a massive result. Uh, Union and Darryl will be pretty disappointed to go down 2-0 round one. But like we said before, Picton can be a really good team as well. So I don't think that's the worst result in the world. Um, Union and Darryl at home, that could give them the edge. But I'm going to go with Marilla here, coming off that 2 all draw. Hopefully that. Hopefully for them, they've got a bit of momentum from that. So it's going to be a tight game. Could be a draw, but 2-1, real. Okay, well, I think I'm going to differ with you here. I think Unendera, um, that they are a side that do have a lot of quality in their team. And, and I think that a game like this at home against Rilla is something is a fixture that I really think they can pick up points in. And I think they should be able to win this one. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to say Unendera. 
And that concludes the preview for the Illawarra District League. Nick, thanks for joining me. It was a pleasure, Tim. Anytime. We will now move on to the Women's Division 1, which saw a washout with all four games being postponed until a later date due to wet weather across the Illawarra. In round three, Winona were due to play Albion Park, and earlier this week I spoke with Sharks defender Jordan Van Vord regarding the side. Here's what she had to say. Okay, thanks for joining me, Jordan. Now, my first question relates to sort of how has post-lockdown football been for you? How have you personally dealt with issues surrounding match sharpness and fitness after sort of a prolonged period without football? Well, I guess like most people in Wollongong, I was doing a whole lot of like longer distance running along specifically the Blue Mile, um, and that does not translate. So I think... Um, in terms of dealing with it, I felt like the first two matches were really kind of like all systems go. Um, the 90 minutes, the first round really, like you felt it. And you, I really felt personally that I definitely wasn't as sharp. How have I dealt with it? I guess a big part of it's just thinking that, yes, this is how everyone's feeling about it. Just, you know, not beating yourself up too much about it, I think is really important. Um, I think we definitely made an improvement from the first to the second week too. So that's a really positive thing. Um, so me personally, yeah, a bit of an improvement from first to second week. Um, just making sure I'm going to training, doing a little bit of my own stuff outside as well, I think is important too. So in terms of this season, obviously you've spoken about the improvement. You you went down 2-0 to university in week one and then picked up a one win against Warilla before you were due to play the reigning champions at Albion Park mm-hmm. last weekend, but wet weather prevented that. What have you made of your season so far as a team and, and what are your goals for this campaign? I was and am still feeling really confident about our season um, this year. We do have quite a few new players and it's a testament to um, the way that we're sort of trying to increasingly foster the relationships with our junior club. So I'm really, really, um, really, really keen for this year because of that. And I'm really excited to see how our new players kind of join the ranks and how, how it sort of strengthens our team. Um, the first week, yeah, the 2 0 loss, as was as was spoken about. Um, I'm feeling I didn't really take too much out of it in terms of feeling defeated. Um, I feel like we definitely learned a little bit about our structure and about just playing our own game. Um, sometimes maybe I feel like we fall into becoming quite defensive as a team. And I think we've actually copped a little bit as a team for being quite a defensive team. I think um, the second half was definitely an improvement in that first match. And then the second game was an improvement again, because I think we just stuck to our game rather than falling into other traps and also just had a lot more confidence. I feel like we really didn't feel negatively um, about each other or about ourselves after that first game. And I think that was a big part of it. I'm feeling confident, like I said. I think, I think you know, I'm definitely, we're finals ready. I'm definitely confident about a finals campaign. Um, but I think it's going to be, have to be consistently getting girls to training and consistently getting us to focus on improving every week, really. Yeah, and I did watch your side's wonder win against Rurilla, a game in which Sinead Bailey had a fantastic game, capping it off with a winning goal. In consideration of that and, and what you've spoken about with the new players coming in, who would you say are the standouts in your squad this year? Um, 
I always tend to tend to definitely not me first of all um I would always tend I would always tend to say that we're not which is you know I hope I don't offend any of my teammates in saying that we're not a team of champions um the classic adage but um I guess the ones I'm excited to see I'm really excited to see um Kate who's surname she's you know she's a young one she's 17 she's just come from the junior club really excited to see and she sort of has been a bit of an all-rounder she's played a number of positions already and I've really really liked seeing her in sort of that um in that midfield role I think she's a really smart player and she's um increasingly you know getting a bit more aggressive in in the best possible way in the right way um, I guess I'm just excited um, to be in the back line again with um, Tish Cable. I'm really excited to play with her as well. Um, and one of our new recruits, one of our new recruits, Haley. I'm excited. I'm excited to be in the back line with her as well. She seems really, really solid. Um, I wouldn't say we're a team of champions, but I am excited to see those new players, Haley and Kate, and Kaya up front as well. Yeah, now now looking at to sort of a more holistic view of the competition, you have played uh, last season's grand finalist university, as well as having the knowledge of the first two rounds of the season. Who would you say are the sides to beat this year? Yeah, so I had a look at the score lines after last week, and I saw... And I did see that um, that the rule fared really well against university. And that really, um, yeah, that was definitely something to behold. And it was really interesting to me. So I don't really know. I feel like at this point in time, it's really difficult to, to gauge that. I would always say that Albion Park are a side to beat um, and that university are a side to beat. But definitely seeing some of those score lines and knowing what I know about the rule and the fact that they have a really strong junior club as well um, and and so much depth because they have so many players and they've had so many teams for so long. It's really positive to see how they've been faring. Um, so, yeah, I think maybe the rule, Albion Park and University, um, surely us, I'm allowed to say us as well. Consistency, you know, the, the last few years would say, but also I think improvement on last year for us would be great as well. Now, looking at, obviously you've spoken about Thoreau there as, as being one of the sides that perhaps will be at the top of the table uh, this year. You play them next round. How are you looking to, to approach that kind of a game? Um, I guess diplomatic answer would be to sort of approach it with the right balance and the right mix of like wariness because obviously that's probably the score lines that I've seen are maybe not what I would have expected from previous years. Um, not wanting to insult anyone, obviously. Um, but also like, you know, you can't be too wary. So I think there needs to be that level of confidence going into the game. I think sticking with the new sort of slightly different structure that we've been trying to work on and just, you know, maintaining confidence, I think is the approach that's probably going to work best. I think if you're too wary, then you get on the back foot straight away. Um, but yeah, definitely excited, definitely excited and excited to see sort of whether it's the fostering of like, of um, sort of the younger ones coming through or whether they have a new, a few new players. I'm excited. Thank you for your time, Jordan. No worries, Tim. As for next round, round four sees Kayama take on University on Friday night with the Quarriers looking to get back to winning ways after their round two defeat to Albion Park. 
while University will look to remain unbeaten in the competition. The only two sides without any points, as well as goals scored in the competition, will face off at Ray Robinson with Fern Hill taking on Warilla. Winona will travel to face the rule at Thomas Gibson Park on Sunday. A victory for the Thunderbirds will see the side leapfrog their opponents, potentially into a finals place. In the later kickoff on Sunday, it will be a top-of-the-table clash with Albion Park taking on Wollongong United at Terry Reserve. After this match, at least one side will lose their 100% record in the competition. That concludes the Football South Coast Weekly for this week. Make sure to follow Football South Coast on Twitter at FSC underscore official for live updates on the biggest matches across Illawarra football, as well as notifications regarding match reports, previews, reviews, and feature articles. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. My name is Timothy Gibson. Thank you for listening.